Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Mm. Practice is in the morning now. I'll bet he's there. I'll bet his voice pops up any minute. Maybe I need to play that again. Let me, let me just go in. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Maybe we shall be joined in a matter of moments. Let's talk to Jim. Jim, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. It's Trey. Hey, Trey. <laughs> it's Trey you thought, Do what? I'm glad we're talking to Trey Hey, guys. Trey it's Trey Biddy. I'm glad to talk to you, Biddy. <laughs> Trey, I really, I like, really hey. like your walk and talk. Good try. Good try. <laughs> uh, I had a few questions I was trying to hit Trey with, especially on the defensive end, the kid from LSU that came over here. Uh, but I'll just, uh, real quick, did y'all, did y'all get to see the little uh, video that was put out today of Lane Kiffin where they found their punter at? <laughs> at the frat house? I hadn't seen it. I've yeah. heard about it. At a keg party. Yeah, at a frat house at a keg party. Yeah, that's great. Well, at least he wasn't in the keg. <laughs> now, got, the kid got a couple of years of eligibility left. Apparently, he's been a punter somewhere else. Wow. I just uh, I thought that was pretty crazy, though. I, that's one thing, though, with Lane. That, you know, that's him. He's, uh, they said, go find me a punter. Uh, they oh, found him at the frat house at a keg party. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we'll ask, uh, and we'll ask Trey about defensive ends if you'd like us to, too. Yeah, that'd be great. Just trying to get a feel for it. All right, Jim. Thank yeah, you. Good one, man. Yes, sir. At least Arkansas okay. had to, they haven't had to go to a keg party to find the uh, find a defensive end yet. Hello. There he is. There he Trey. is. Okay. Sorry, having connection problems. I don't know what was going on. Okay. Well, our caller was just asking about the defensive ends. What do you think about them? We'll just jump right in. Defensive ends uh, is an interesting competition going on. Uh, I think that, um, you know, you got Landon Jackson, Jordan Dominic probably running primarily with the second group. Jashad Stewart has probably been the best pass rusher in camp. Um, you know, I talked to Zach Williams the other day, and, and Zach is he's up to about 255. Still wants to get a little bit more weight on him entering the season. He's, as he says, he he, he puts on weight easily, but he uh, he loses it uh, he loses it easily also. So, um, you know, throughout the season, that's something that he kind of struggles with to keep that weight on because you're doing so much. Obviously, you got to put in a lot of calories. Uh, but Zach, they think that he can have a really great season. We know Eric Gregory can go inside and outside. And Nico Davia, he can go inside and outside also. Um, so I would say that's probably where they are right now. They've done some work a little bit with Drew Sanders just on some pass rush stuff. But, 
you know, as they say, they don't want to mess with him too much because he's just a very natural pass rusher. They say they don't want to mess with him too much. So, But he's a guy that could, you know, put his hand in the dirt too. Sometimes when they go with like a three-linebacker look, I mean, he's a defensive end if he puts his hand down, in my opinion. So um, they call it an edge guy, really. I mean, we don't even on 24-7 sports list defensive ends anymore. We list defensive linemen and edge guys. That could be an outside linebacker. That could be uh, a defensive end. So, um, those are the guys right now, I would say. Uh, Jashad Stewart has, you know, created quite a bit of buzz. J- Jordan Dominic probably got off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, you know, and Landon Jackson was coming off that ACL. Physically, just the looks of him, Landon Jackson's, you know, about as good looking as you're going to get for a defensive end at 6'7", uh, 274. Uh, Trey, I was supposed to ask you about the depth chart. And the question related to, is this the depth chart that you believe is the actual depth chart, or is this the players? Because reading today, uh, your uh, practice report number 11, mm-hmm. you'd say, well, bumper pull, he didn't go out you know, for the fastball, and such and such didn't, didn't go out for the fastball. So my question would be, or the question is, that is not the actual depth chart, though. No. When they run those players out, whether it be first, second, or third team, that is the players who are taking those spots, whether it be the first team, second team, or third team. Because I asked you about Isaiah Satania yesterday. He wasn't even among the first three, yet today he's running number two on the on the, on second team. Yeah, and Dwight McLaughlin is not a third-team cornerback, but he was third-team today he was third team yesterday they just mix it up a little bit the reason we put those out there is because people like to see it you know it it gives you a decent indicator yeah exactly i know you do randy i know you like when they were talking about gunners today too yeah but but, uh the reason we put that out is because people like to see it but we try to you know always make a disclaimer um above it that says you know, Traylon Burks never went out in the fastball period yesterday, but he was a starting wide receiver last year. But he was mm-hmm. a starting wide receiver. Um, you know, Bumper Pool didn't do it a lot. Drew Sanders didn't do it a lot. Um, you know, it, it's different times, and uh, so they they mix it up a little bit. They like to take a guy out here and there just to see how the team looks without a certain player. They just run like four plays. Um, this isn't like the the full team segment where they're you know going to get their guys that they think are starters and stuff out um you know like that but that's during a closed period but I always put a disclaimer at the top of that that hey this is what they're doing it's not an actual indicator of depth but uh every day on our message board we get somebody who says why is drew sanders is he not any good is it why is he not listed or why is dwight mcglother third team you know um it doesn't mean that it just it's just how they they like to mix it up they'll take ricky stromberg out at center just to see how they perform without Ricky Stromberg in there or just to see how they perform with another guy getting a look. And that creates a domino effect, you know, with the next team and the team after that, you know. So that's the reason that they do that kind of stuff, just to put it on film uh, so they can get a look at it. But, no, that is – I mean, I will probably come out with my projected depth chart, you know, a little bit closer uh, to the season. But that's that's not what I would say is a full representation of the depth. Now, some of it is – Offensive line, you know, that was – but mo- th- that's the thing of it is, you know, it's 90% of it is accurate. It's just the 10% that leaves everybody going, well, right. where's Jaden Hazelwood, you know? Right. Yeah, and I, that's that was 
somewhat of the answer I gave today, but I thought I'd rather get it right straight from the uh, horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Uh, Larry says, Trey, when is the last time Arkansas opened the season playing a team ranked in the top 20? I would think the Cincinnati game is one of the most important games of the season. Talk about Cincinnati and what we're up against. How do you, uh, how do they compare to Arkansas, and what would be the keys to the game? All right, we're already get to the keys of the game. I like it. <laughs> the last ranked team that they would have faced to open the season, I guess, would have been Georgia in 2020, wouldn't it? Because last year it was Rice, and they weren't ranked. So Georgia 2020 would be the last right. time. Yeah. Um, before that, thinking, um, I, I know 2014, I think Auburn was ranked uh, when they went to Auburn to open the season. Um, so, But anyway, uh, you know, just looking at that, I, I kind of talked about that a little bit. I think yesterday, the day before, just, you know, they, um, they've got a good battle at quarterback. Um, you know, the one guy that's there, the, the guy that's from Cincinnati, um, you know, is a tall guy. He's a, he's a good runner. Uh, he's a really highly recruited player also. Uh, I think he's probably the highest recruited guy on their roster, like a top 100 recruit. Um, the other guy uh, is the one that was the backup to Ritter, went to Eastern Michigan, threw for 3,000 yards there, and then came back to compete for the starting job. So they've got some quality players there. Uh, you know, if you look at their overall recruit ranking, it's not that impressive. It's 51st nationally, something like that, on average, uh, over the last four years or so. So they definitely develop players. They return a good bit on the offensive line, and they have a really strong program. I don't want to just completely rehash what I, rehash what I said yesterday, but uh, they have had a strong program since D'Antonio, Butch Jones, um, before that Brian Kelly, uh, you know, and then Luke Fickle now, who's coach of the year by at least one publication, uh, one outlet, um, award giver outlet or whatever you want to call them. So – and they were the college football playoff. This is a team that's used to having success, and that's there's a lot to be said for that. They're used to winning. They go out expecting to win every time. And um, uh, there are guys on this team that have lost two SEC teams, you know, um, the last one being Georgia. And uh, I guess the other one was, was it Alabama, the other one that they lost to? So they've lost to SEC teams, um, so they know what they're getting into. Uh this from our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback from Woodstock. It says, Trey, why are so many people across the sports world picking Mississippi State to beat us this year? Home field advantage or their quarterback? Well, both of those. Um, I mean, first of all, you know, they're going to ring cowbells and ruin the game environment for everybody there. You're going to have to wear earplugs. It's, it makes it awful. You can't hear what's being said. Um, and then, you know, when it comes down to it and the game is on the line, they'll hold the cowbells for the game. And then when it's on the line, you guarantee you they'll be ringing it. I, don't, I can't believe the SEC lets them do it. I mean, one thing, if they adhered to the rules, but they don't, they, they ring the cowbells uh, when the game is on the line. If you don't believe me, go back and, you know, look at some Mississippi State videos on YouTube or something uh, of games and, and fast forward to the end of a tight game and see if they're ringing the cowbells or not during the plays. Um, when they're lining up at the line of scrimmage. So uh, that makes it difficult. It's a tough environment overall. It's on the road, and Will Rogers is a real deal. He is the real deal at quarterback. I mean, go back to that game last year, and the only reason that game didn't go into overtime is because the kicker missed the field goal. 
I mean, it was a makeable field goal. I think he got them all the way down to like the 22-yard line or something, and uh, they missed the field goal. Uh, but he is uh, extremely accurate. He knows how to run the offense, and um, that's what makes Mississippi State scary. It's a road SEC game. Any road SEC game uh, is scary. It is going into a hostile environment against a team that is really talented, that is expecting to win. And it's going to be a great crowd in most cases, unless I guess you're going to Columbia maybe, then you might not be. But everywhere else, or Vanderbilt, you know, but everywhere else, especially in the SEC West, it is going to be um, a tremendous environment to compete in. And, you know, that's why it's it's but, it's but right after. I mean, this, look at where, what the games that follows off. It's a tough stretch. But that's that's a ways down. Mississippi State, how can you say Arkansas is an underdog in that game already when they yeah. haven't played the first game yet? No question. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's coming out with their their own preseason top 25 list in addition to the coaches. And the I think ESPN came out with theirs yesterday or day before yesterday also. Um, you know, everybody's coming out with their power rankings and, um, you know, early betting lines. And, I mean, if you if you can't pick the odds on that game, then you can't put an over-under on a team's win total also to start the season, you know, because you're going beyond that one game. So right. it's just conjecture. It's what we've got right now. It's it, People always say, why do they do a preseason top 25 poll? It's meaningless. They should wait till this point in the season and stuff. But what will we talk about? What will we complain about? <laughs> How will we say Arkansas is not getting any respect? I mean, these yeah. are the things that we had to talk about in the offseason I don't know if anybody noticed, but there's not any Razorback sports going on right now except for fall camp and uh, the taste we got from, from the basketball team over in Europe. But, you know, that's that's what we got right now. So I don't know why anybody would want to push it off. Everybody's got different opinions. Rick, you probably are one of the wait-till-two-weeks guys, right? <laughs> Wait-till-the-week off, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. but – you know, it's it's what we got. I mean, I, I'm looking at that game. We're gonna do a we're gonna project the season. I mean, that's something we do every year. It's fun. I mean, we're gonna be wrong on a lot of stuff too, but we'll be right on some things, and we'll say, "Hey, look what I said." Yeah, and I'm upset you haven't already come out with that uh, depth chart. So you know, figure that one out. <laughs> so maybe I should run that with the article: my actual projected depth chart versus the fastball depth chart. Maybe that would stop the confusion. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, it, it, I, I, I must confess, I've quit writing on my big board because, I was, A, I was running out of wideout, uh, because I just kept moving names all around, and I'm like, man, this competition must be really tough because these guys are moving up and down like a mm-hmm. elevator. So My goal this year, Randy, is to get you on Google Docs so you can just do it online. And, and if that doesn't work, then I'm going to get you a dry erase board. I, 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 whatever that thing is you said a minute, a minute ago, hey, David got me into the Internet. I'm ready to try it, Trey. All right. All I mean, right. I can figure it out, but I'll sure give it a try. <laughs> Let's talk to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, Trey, you know, I'm listening to ESPN Radio, and, you know, they're telling Spencer Radler, you know, is for the Heisman and, this, that, and the other. I mean, this kid was benched and then transferred to South Carolina. You know, who's coming up with these? You talk about projections. I mean, why can't we put Rocket Sanders or KJ? I mean, who's coming up with these lists? Because Spencer Rattler is not a Heisman Trophy winner until he starts yeah. winning, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he did start in 2020, 
You know, he started for Oklahoma in 2020. I think they won 11 games that year. He threw for over 3,000 yards and 28 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Had a 172.6 efficiency rating. That's higher than K.J. Jefferson. He has had some success. I can remember going back to uh, a couple of games that were close. The Kansas State game, the Iowa State game, that redshirt freshman year of his, and he threw interceptions at the end of those games, and they lost those games because of those interceptions. Um, I think the Kansas State one was right over the middle. I remember thinking, well, man, that's a tough time to throw in. Uh, I mean, like, who are you throwing to? Um, right. But, you know, and last year, what did he start, six games where he got benched? I think that's right. Five, Five or six, yeah. somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember Oklahoma losing any of those games. They were they were undefeated in, in those games also. Um, to me, obviously a little bit overrated. It still didn't change the fact that a year ago, we were talking about him as the Heisman guy, you know, as the Heisman front runner. And now we're talking about him as maybe being a good quarterback for South Carolina. You know, so <laughs> sometimes a chain of scenery. I just don't, I just, I, yeah, I just don't get yeah, the, the. I know, I know. Heisman I mean, I don't think. It, well, I haven't heard anybody say Heisman talk for him uh, this time. I don't, I don't know of anybody that's saying that. But uh, as for, you know, possibly being a good quarterback, I mean, He's got pretty good credentials overall. Last year was not his year. But, again, sometimes players just need a, a change of environment. You know, we've seen guys come to Arkansas from other schools that uh, just needed a change, and it, it's worked out for him. So uh, I, I wouldn't slam the door on him, but I, I'm not well, I'm, I'm not, not doing personally. That. I just put a lot of, on my kids' shoulders, you know. To, I'm not know, personally to, super high on him either, Savage. Uh, but I also know not to – just totally look at last year and say that's who Spencer Rattler is, if that makes sense. Right. As far as, yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, as far as the Hawks go, take the take the running back and quarterback out of the equation. What is one position, if it doesn't succeed for Arkansas, you'd be shocked? And I'll get off here. If it doesn't succeed, mm-hmm. you would be shocked. Hmm. One position. You better say receiver because – Rick loves the receiving core. <laughs> That's about. I was going to say receivers or running backs. I mean, my yeah, gosh, well, he, is, he said backs run, he said good. running back. Yeah. Well, I mean, is the offensive line a position, or is it? Yeah, collectively. A group? Yeah. yeah. I, think I mean, I think the offensive yeah. line will be pretty strong. Uh, I, I do think wide receiver looks like it's really coming on. I spent a lot of time watching them today, uh, but I think they're coming on. I saw a few too many drops in one drill. <laughs> I didn't like that, but I think they're coming on. Uh, it would be hard for me to say, uh, you know, how about this? I'll say the interior offensive line because, you know, tackle still a little bit of a question mark with Luke Jones. I think he'll be good, but uh, there's still a little bit of a question mark. Dalton Wagner has had the back issue. He says he's fine there. You've got Takiyas competing there with him. But uh, that interior group of Bo Lemmer, Ricky Stromberg, and Brady Latham, I mean, that's, what, 33, 28, and 16 combined starts, uh, you know, for each of those guys. Uh, they came in in the same class together. You know, Lemmer's the strongest guy on the team. Stromberg's, uh, you know, potential draft pick. It feels like he's going to be a draft pick, an all-SEC performer. Latham's probably the most versatile offensive lineman on the team. So I think maybe I, if I could say that, that interior trio of those guys if they don't have success that would surprise me i said last year i think that the offensive line was going to be better than um at least half the teams that they faced i would i would expect that to you know bump up to you know three quarters three quarters or better this year 
three, did I say that right? Half the defensive lines that they face. I don't know if I said that right, but that's what I was thinking last year. This year, I think maybe three quarters, better than three quarters of the defensive lines they face. And that's a mouthful in the SEC. You talked a little bit about this, yeah, I think it was yesterday. It, it didn't matter. Uh, and that was the numbers at wide receiver, and you felt like Arkansas would travel with seven. Yeah. I mean, looking at the uh, fastball depth chart, it's the same nine that seems to pop up every day. So my question, what do you think is going to be the separation to get down to the seven? I know you said maybe special teams could be. Yeah, uh, that could that could play a role in it. That could right be the now, difference. Just talking to him, it seems like Bryce Stevens is kind of the leader there. But, I mean, I, I've said the four, Hazelwood, Warren Thompson, um, Hazelwood Thompson, Matt Landers, and who was the other Keetron one? Jackson. Keetron Jackson. Those four, and I think Satania – the Tegna, the Bryce Stevens, Jaden Wilson. That could be the next group. All right, Drake, we will talk to you tomorrow. That's straight Bye, video of Hawksports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.